What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. We are here on a Monday night for a Monday rundown NBA style. As the Super Bowl is six days away, Tom, how'd you do this weekend with no football? Uh, you were glued to the Pro Bowl, I'm sure, right? <laughs> I, I'm happy to say I didn't watch a single snap of the Pro Bowl, but I did okay mum, um, mumbling. I did okay gambling um, this weekend. I increased my bankroll so I can throw down a couple more um, couple more shillings towards my Super Bowl prop bets, which <laughs> I think we'll talk about later in the week. But, I mean, listen, if I ever see an almost sure thing what, on, on FanDuel for one of those stupid boost things, I throw every penny at it that it lets me. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. Last night it was it was Giannis to beat the broken down Clippers and get a double double, and it yeah, was like, like plus two hundred. So max fifty dollar bet I threw that at it, got a hundred, easy money. The broken down Clippers that made some moves, but yeah, that's a that's a surefire bet. Good for you. Yep. Yeah, I didn't watch one second of the Pro Bowl either. I I don't think I have maybe since I was like in middle school. Was there bro. a giant it's the in there? Waste of time. No. <laughs> Honestly, I like the skills competition better. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's the worst of all All Star games, like the NBA one that's coming up. In I mean, a you can't you it can't play. It you can't. It's because you can't play football. You know, you can't you can't play a real football game. Somebody's going to get killed. Well, that's why you just don't have it. Like, just have the skills competition. Look at Sean. Look that. at Sean Taylor. R.I.P. Almost murdering that punter. Oh, dude! I mean, it's one of the it's one of the most malicious hits in football history, not just Pro Bowl history. And it's celebrated because that was before CT, right? Of course, but no, I mean, it's it's a waste. You should just name players to the Pro Bowl, but not have a game. Yeah, because there's no reason to ever like subject somebody. To not to, to mention, watch that. not that's, to mention that's torture. That's straight up torture having to watch a game like that. Also, like. I mean, the skill position players, a lot of them go because it's like a chance to hang out with everybody and it's a big party, but none of the quarterbacks go. I mean, Mac Jones was in the game. Yeah, I think he I think he had a moment or something in the game. I saw that training Just on the Twitter. fact that he made the team, it's like how many people turned you down? Yeah, dude, it's bad. It's just it's – it's a joke. It's always been a joke. But we're not here to talk NFL today. We've got the Super Bowl upcoming, like you hinted at later in the week. We gotta talk about all the coaching hires as now every every position's been high, been taken now. Um, and we're moving forward, obviously, with Super Bowl Fifty Six on Sunday. But Tom, we're gonna go NBA today. Uh, the trade deadline is on Thursday, and I think we got to pay a good amount of attention to that. And also, we need to give a state of the address for both of our New York teams um, to say that it's been disappointing and bad is probably the understatement of 2022 so far. Why don't you lead off with your Knicks? You can just talk about whatever you want because um, it's, it's, been, it's been rough, I'm sure. I mean, I talked about it a little bit on the Dino Hive Co. pod as, long, as well as um, the last pod we had. I mean, disappointing isn't really the word I would use for, for the Knicks. It's more expected for me. I think it was a lot more of a surprise last year, and, and I think you've said it a couple times, it might have been the worst thing to happen to them that they got that four seed because of the expectations that came with it from the media, um, the front office, as well as like the, I guess you would say, I want to be nice about it, I'll say the less into it fans. Um, I knew this team wasn't a four seed. They got waxed by Atlanta last year, um, and, and this year I'm starting to see the true Knicks. It's 
it's a disappointment in my opinion, and we said it last week because Tibbs isn't playing the young guys, and this team is in 12th place and going nowhere fast. I had a tough loss to the Lakers a couple nights ago that I watched, and it was just the end of the fourth quarter was terrible. Mitchell Robinson's drawing some interest. I want the Knicks to be sellers, personally. I think they're going to be. Uh, there's a lot of indications coming out that they're they're looking to shop Fournier and Kemba and maybe even Burks if the right package comes along. But then you hear today that they're probably in the running for C.J. McCollum. They're the most aggressive outside of New Orleans. We'll talk about the I hate trade. that. That's such a All mixed that move. A little bit. But I don't know why it's bad because you're stuck in this middle ground, Tom. Like You like that is, move? I think that he brings credibility no, to your no. backcourt that you don't have All right. and haven't had. I agree he's a better player that the Knicks haven't had. But, I mean, first of all, C.J. McCollum is not a star. I don't think he's ever made an all-star team. He's that second tier, kind of like a Mike Conley before he made the all-star team with an injury replacement last year. He's getting older, and he's also incredibly injury-prone, not to mention he has a massive contract. I know. And the reason Tom- why the the Knicks are the, the front runners is because no other team, he's got a three-year, $100 million remaining. I know, bro, but you 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 have to allocate money somewhere somehow. I mean, this pipe dream. That I understand, you're gonna... and if you're dealing Randall for him, I can swallow it. But I mean, to give up any type of asset for CJ McCollum that has somewhat of a future on this team uh, is is ridiculous. And, and I get it; you want to build credibility, but that's just such an old Nixie move. That's trading for the star that the other team's trying to get rid of that's past his prime, injury-riddled, and now you're saddled with a $100 million contract that you're not going to be able to go after the real free agents, not to mention he's going to take playing time away from the young guys. And, yeah, maybe we go from a 12th seed to a 10th seed. Probably not even that because C.J. McCollum is not even a Tibbs-type player. So he he doesn't move the needle for me, and he doesn't bring you over the top. If the Sixers were to go to get him or, you know, I don't know, name another team that needs a two-guard were to go and get him or another guy that can handle the ball, a la like maybe a Utah Jazz to have that three-guard set because they need a lot more shooting and they need another creator out there or something like that, I get it. But the Knicks, that's not going to put you over the top, so... If they get him for nothing and he's just money, fine. But if you're giving up any of your young guys for him, then absolutely not. Okay, so a lot to a lot to conversate with you about here. Because um, from the non Knicks fan looking in, I think that it's a move that gives you some stability in a backcourt that's been a barren wasteland. I think, in addition, that the young guys and the promise of young guys and the hope for young guys outside of McBride. And outside of Grimes, who, by the way, have played very well, but in short sample sizes, I'm not putting RJ in that category because I think RJ is a, a foundational piece that you only move for another foundational piece, at which I would agree with you. McCollum is not that. I don't think these young guys are that great. I don't think I mean, Obi Toppin's. I don't think Obi Toppin's very. Yeah, I wouldn't mind I think seeing he's a limited Obi Toppin. I think he's a limited offensive player who, if he didn't have just freakish athleticism, would be even more limited. Um, I, I think that you know, quickly is what he is. He, I want quickly could, to stay. I think quickly could be a lot more if we get a better coach and a better, not a better coach, but a coach that's more apt for young guys. 
I think he's a guy that can be a microwave scorer at certain nights, but he's also going to have nights where he's not good at all and he's not a very good defensive player. And I understand the most tantalizing thing about young guys who have shown production is that you want to see them more and more. But maybe there's a reason they're not playing more and more because maybe they're not that good. And if you did see them on a larger sample size, you would be like, oh, fuck. And we didn't move have, we didn't move this guy when we had a chance because now he's just kind of like a seventh or eighth guy off the bench. I mean, remember, he had a lot of stock last year as, your, as a guy coming off of the, the second unit. He's not that this year. At least he's not what he was last year. He still has his moments. But, Tom, honestly, man, like that money, I think, is one of the most ridiculous arguments that any Nick fan has. Like you have to spend money. You're not you're not clogging up money for superstars. I agree with no you. The money, is coming the money, the money isn't the biggest concern. The concern is that you might just have dead weight on your roster with a player that you're not going to be able to trade because of the money. The money doesn't affect well, the Well, first Knicks. of all, every every contract is tradable, bro. If he'll be if he's really bad, they can trade him, especially in two years of this final two year years, of his yeah. contract. But yeah. I mean, let me list off. But he's the... gonna give you he's gonna give you some numbers and production and shit, man. Maybe maybe you get another nice player in the backcourt in free agency or via trade because they say, yeah, I could play with CJ. I don't think it's a win now over the top move, but there is no win now over the top move you can make. This team's really really far away. I just think that's such a t- early mid two thousands Nixie move. I mean, this year he was hurt. He had what did he have? Like a punctured, ruptured lung. Yeah, like something? a punctured lung. Yeah. Yeah. The last year, which was a seventy-two game season, he played forty-seven. Seventy the year before that. Seventy. He hasn't played a full season since twenty seventeen. No, I know that, dude. But again, like you're looking at it from the prism of this is a mid two thousands Knicks move. I think a lot of those moves were done because they thought that the team was good enough to contend for a championship and you gave away real assets. The only other team that's been rumored to high, like really go after CJ is the new Orleans Pelicans who aren't close. Yeah. I mean, listen again, if, if the trade comes through and it's, you know, at the most Opie Toppin and a, and a, you know, very, very protected, uh, pick or, or um, a swap or and you know I could even swallow an Emmanuel quickly. I'll do a quick 180, but we can't be trading real assets. I'm I'm ho- I'm I'm hoping that the Knicks aren't doing that. That's the only reason why I'm jumping down. I don't think you have a throat. lot of real assets, bro. The only guy that you really shouldn't trade is R.J. Barrett. I think everybody else should be in discussions. Should maybe turn around and trade Cam Reddish since your head coach doesn't even want him. <laughs> Yeah, well, don't get me started on that. He needs to be playing the young guys because this team, I mean, are we, is he the only one that doesn't realize that this team is in 12th place and they might be able to win some games if they put some players with some fucking talent out there? He is part of why it's a, 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 he has worn out his welcome. You alluded to this before and, and some other places because he has his rotations. He has his guys. He has guys he wants to give minutes to. And I think the worst realization is, is as frustrating and as poor as Julius Randle's played this year, he is your best player. So he's not about to I'd probably go, say second best, but I, I understand what you're saying. No, I mean, I, listen, I think everybody wants RJ to be the best. He's not. He's yet. having quite a – you know, January was a month for him, man. The only reason he would fetch more in a trade is because of how young he is. 
But as far Agreed. as just point making and all that, Julius Randle's your best player. I'm not saying by an infinite amount that he is your best player, and that's scary and that's bad. And that's why you are where you are. I just have a question. How in God's name can you have a head coach that doesn't want three or four of the players that your front office brought in? Kemba, Reddish, Fournier. Those aren't Tibbs guys, and he's that's stuck why, to That's have another to play reason them. why I don't understand that Like, there hasn't been a single, like, even – you know, little dropping in the news that it's like front office is not happy with Tibbs and his rotation. Or maybe it, Tibbs isn't happy with them. Uh, well, yeah, vice versa. Either way, you haven't heard it. And it's like maybe, I don't know, I don't know why Tibbs isn't happy with the front office because clearly they aren't going out and getting the guys that he wants. But it's like maybe he built up a lot of equity equity with that four seed. I guess maybe they don't see it as, as Fugazi, as 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 true people that can watch basketball do because it's like the bottom line is is that i I don't give a shit how hard this knicks team plays and i do love how hard they play they just don't have the talent straight up to to beat the better teams in the eastern conference they are the 12th best team in this conference honestly there's i could name 12 teams better than them I think that you're in the position where if McCollum is somebody you're interested in, part of that trade is going to be offloading Kemba's money and Fournier's money. Because what simply, to me, it, this comes down to, bro, is the, the Knicks just had a horrendous offseason. And, and, and Leon Rose did an abysmal job of bringing in players that would fit a Tibbs-style team. Now, Tibbs is going to pay the guys that, A, make the most money and are, are the better players. They're not going to go on a youth movement if you have, you know, Fournier making his money and Burks making his money and Mitchell Robinson making his money uh, all on down the line. Obviously, Julius Randle first and foremost. So they're not going to say, oh, yeah, we're just going to punt and we're just going to play young guys while these guys ride the bench because then they have no trade value at all and you have to find a way to move them. I, I think it would actually be a successful trade deadline. If you brought in McCollum, use some of the money to trade some of the old, some of the other guys, and then play McCollum in the backcourt with a Grimes or something, and then you know allow Obi to to get some minutes. I think Julius Randle's here to stay. I just don't know why any other team would want him. There's a league exec that was named in a Bleacher Report article that said that his trade value is very very low right now. So you can't can't sell him right at this point. No, you can't. Understandably it's a tough so. Spot. No, it, their their off season, and it had to do with the four seed, obviously, but it also had to do with them just scouting badly and just projecting badly on these players. It was was a f. Well, I think, and that brings me to my my closing argument with what I mentioned before was money is just money until you actually have to spend it. They had money this off season, but look at where they spent it. You know, they're further away now than they were, I think, two years ago because of the hole that they're in from these contracts and from these players. I mean, on the bright side, again, McCollum's three years, Fournier's two, um, and and I and Kemba's a year, maybe two. So no, I think he's done after this year. Yeah, I think he's just this year. So luckily, well, because he was bought out too, so those become only one year deals. That's the thing is, you can at least hold Pat and and wipe your hands clean of at, at Kemba at the end of the year. So, you know, if you're going to trade Kemba, you can't be giving up. You can't be taking back anybody and giving up any assets in the trade. 
Oh, God, no. No, no, no. The only teams that want Kemba are honestly teams that just need another point guard, scoring point guard, to go get them, you know, 12 to 15 in 10 minutes. Yeah, like Lakers, that's a, that's Celt- a, which is a small, Celtics yeah. have them back. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, that that's a small group of teams. Um, and obviously I'm talking about only championship caliber teams because, you know, those fringe teams don't want him either. I, I think that McCollum being in there and, and, and just seeing him on a nightly basis, you know, as much as he plays, I understand the concerns with injuries, but he's a good player, man. I know he's not an all-star. He's not a star. He's not, he may be that second tier, but shit, if you had Conley for a while too, like you don't realize how decent he is until, you, you lose somebody like that. I mean, I don't think that anybody in the Knicks organization or Knicks fan, you know, what do, you, what do they call it? Like the Knicks universe or whatever the fuck it is that you should be complaining about having to watch CJ McCollum play point guard based off of what you've had. No, I agree with you. And again, if they don't give up any assets, I'll be happy for it. Let's just not, let's not give up anybody past Obi Toppin and fucking a bag of basketballs here. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how desperate Portland is to move them. I mean, we're going to talk about you know a trade that already went down right after I talk about my Nets, and it, they I cannot believe how little they got in return for uh, Powell and Covington. So who knows, you know, to the depths of this of this train wreck that they're on in this uh, this fire sale. But Tom, let's talk Nets. Um, eight in a row that they've lost. The Harden-Simmons trade rumors are swirling. It feels like every minute there's a new angle to it. I have no idea if it happens. We can kind of dissect this in a couple different ways. But first of all, what are your thoughts on them losing eight straight and just kind of the feel around this team from somebody who's not a fan of this team? I The whole Kyrie thing is, is fucking me up as well as I think it's fucking up the organization. Um and yeah, I mean, Harden's going to get hurt. He's going to be in and out of the lineup, and he's obviously out of shape. And you guys just don't have, aside from Patty Mills, you just don't really have the talent to sustain injuries. I don't even know what to call Kyrie Irving's situation to Part-time to your player. big three, you know? I agree. I, I mean, guess I would I, call Kyrie Irving's thing. I would say it's somewhat of an injury because well, he's out feeling, right. feeling like every other game. Yeah, it feels like low management. I mean, he just played six in a row on a road trip, but now he's not going to – he's going to play like I think 10 of the next like 17 games he can't play, yeah. which is just horrible. And obviously I, I understand Harden's frustration. I mean, I, I watch this team. I watch basically every game that I can. They're a bad team right now. Uh, they're And I know Durant being hurt is the main reason why. I know Harden's not having the year – of a typical James Harden year, but he's still been good. Kyrie in and out of the lineup. Yeah, of course. And and probably a top 10, 12 player in the league. I mean, Irving has been very good when he's been on the floor, but, you know, he's also had some rough shooting games in the last few games. When they lost that Sacramento game last week, I said, shit, I don't know where our next win is coming from. And uh, there hasn't been one. And, bro, you know, we talked – I shit on the Knicks for having a really bad summer. Sean Marks, outside of the Patty Mills signing, he deserves a lot of blame for this. I mean, you know, Paul Millsap is at home. They sent him home because he's not happy with his role and they're trying to trade him. I don't know what they can get for him. You got Javon Carter, who you brought in as part of the uh, Landry Shamit trade. He he doesn't play. Bruce Brown's been a non-factor all year. 
and I think he looks even worse than he did last year. Blake is pretty cooked. I mean, he, he looks actually like he's been getting his legs underneath him the last few games. He's actually been playing well. I think he had five threes last night against Denver. Um, so you're getting roster spots between Brown, Carter, and Millsap. James Johnson, obviously we know what he is. He's on a new team every year for a reason. I mean, there's no production in that group that I just gave there. And they're playing three rookies, legitimate minutes. I like Cam Thomas, but he should not be playing as much as he plays on a championship caliber team. Kessler Edwards, same deal. I like his game, but he should not be playing as much as he does. And Dayron Sharp, Claxton's in and out. And obviously the Joe Harris injuries really, really hurt them because they don't have that floor spacing, you know, knockdown shooter. Tom, I'm telling you, man, I I don't know if this team is getting out of the second round this year. Yeah, I mean, the silver lining for you, I'd say, is that the Eastern Conference just seems to be so up in the air, which is which honestly could be bad for the Nets because you might just make some really dumb trades in order to try and win a championship, and then you might end up with KD trying to carry a team like last year when they lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. Because you know, second round, excuse me, in the second round. Um, because I mean, outside of, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We got to see what happens with Philly, um, and obviously Milwaukee is reigning champs, so they have that kind of swagger. I mean, Miami. I think the Nets could beat them. Chicago and Cleveland. I think the Nets can beat them. I mean, Atlanta's still sliding and. I mean, they're, they're showing a little bit of life, but they're still down. I, that's the only reason why I think the Nets, there's a little glimmer of hope, um, which may be to their detriment, but at least you can look at it like that, that the Eastern Conference is so wide open and that this team is probably the most talented on paper. Yeah. Well, this, the glimmer of hope is all this team has, but it's all they've had. And I think we're my I biggest... I mean, honestly, it's all they've had since... Since it feels like KD and Kyrie signed when KD was out for the year and then Kyrie went on yep. his thing and whatever. It's like every year it's just like, well, wait till we're full strength. Well, I think the worst, not the worst, but the most tempting part about that, which is why you can look at it from that prism, even in the midst of an eight-game losing streak and feeling like the world is falling apart for the Nets is they're 13-3 and three when all three of those guys play. So yeah, it's, not they like they're, it's not like they're trying to figure it out or they've had some up-and-down moments. Like, this thing has just become derailed because of Kyrie's situation and Kevin Durant's injury. And I really think the Harris injury was much more of a big deal than people think, than people talk about. Oh, 100%. But, and I think people that are fans of the Nets and around New York understand that because, I mean, obviously he's not a national guy and he's not an all-star, but he was your fourth best player, one of your better defenders. And, I mean, I know he got off to a slow start shooting, but he's a knockdown shooter. He's a 43% three-point shooter, yeah. So, I mean, it's and just for the creation, you know, of that offense. But I, I'm, I'm very dubious about what this team does at the deadline because – you said not make a dumb trade. Well, Tom, they've already made this bet. I mean, they're in it. They're not. They're not even sleeping. So who are you? With, you I know? mean, we talked about the Knicks. Um, you know, we'll talk about the Nets, and then we'll get the rest of the league out of the way. Who are? Who do you have your eyes on? What are some of the deals that you're thinking can happen? I think you said it last week. The Nets. We already said they're pretty decimated talent-wise, or at least based off people that they'd give up. Put the Harden-Simmons trade to the side because I think you and yeah. I both could agree that we don't want that to happen. Um, I don't know that. 
I think I, we I need just, to talk about that. Opinion, I think we need to talk about that real fast before I give you. In my opinion, that I, might I would just want to do anything to keep Kevin Durant happy. Well, that's that is certainly it. I mean, if James Harden says that he wants to stay and try to see this year out and win a title, and that he's committed to the team long term, then you definitely don't even entertain a phone call from Daryl Morey, which is what happened last year as Woe's or uh, last month rather as Woe's reported today saying that on January 11th, Philly called about Harden and Sean Mark said no. And that was it. Um, now, if he says that he does want to think about free agency and might want to reconnect with Morey and might want to go to Philly to play with Embiid, you got, you, you might have to think about this Tom, because I know Harden's the much better player than Simmons. But Harden has had some troublesome moments this year. I mean, he had four points against Sacramento playing 37 minutes the other night. He's had bad games this year. And he's his body, you keep saying he's out of shape. How is that possible? It's almost at the trade deadline. It's almost the all-star break. This isn't November anymore. I, a lot I of lemon love... pepper wings down, down at uh, <laughs> <laughs> Magic City. He's been making his way down to Atlanta quite often. <laughs> Fucking A, bro. But yeah, it's... I'm not saying I want them to trade him. He's a dynamic player, and I love having him on the team. But if he's not going to start playing some games, I mean, he's already sitting with some hamstring tightness because they don't want to have the same thing happen to him, which happened last year when he carried the load so much that come playoff time he was gassed and done. That's the role he didn't want to have to play here. That's the role he had in Houston. If he hints at all that he might leave, I think you seriously have to consider a trade. Centered around Simmons, where maybe a Seth Curry and a first-round pick come back, or a Danny Green and a Thibault or something like that. The Sixers said I, they're not trading. I agree with you Maxie. on that front. I'm just more looking at it from a KD perspective. But then again, I guess you could say we got KD locked up for how many more years? Well, KD is going to – if KD really says, listen, we're going to go for this, I don't want you trading him, no decision's going to be made without Durant. No decision the Nets have made since Durant's been a net has happened without him, rightfully starting with his so. first one, bringing Kyrie and DeAndre Jordan aboard. Yeah, rightfully so. It just depends on what Harden wants. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. And and from Philly's side real fast before I'll play Nets GM, do you, do you think that Philly should be doing this? Because I kind of like that team the way it is. You mentioned how open the East is. That team's playing well. I, I wouldn't be I, so I sure think, to give up. I think Harden definitely br- – I mean I- – First of all, Embiid, he's had an incredible year. He's probably second in the MVP behind the Joker. Um, maybe John Morant, I don't know. He's been having a great year as well. But, I mean, I think Harden brings you from that second round, maybe Eastern Conference Finals, to a possible championship team um, as long as he can get himself into shape. And also, you gotta you gotta do something about this Simmons thing at some point. And if that's yep. your best trade, which in my opinion it probably is, because like I said, you can't let this drag out past this off season. Then yeah, I think you do have to go for it. This you know, there's been a lot of talk that the Nets are kind of in a bind here. I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast today with Jackie Mack and uh, Kevin O'Connor. They were talking the Nets have to be careful about how they play this. I think the Sixers have to be careful about how they play this. There's a lot of discussion about how they're going to you know, target Harden in the offseason, and they'll just do a sign-and-trade with the Nets then. There's no urgency to have to do this now. Well, what happens if the Nets have a crazy turnaround and they go to the playoffs and all three are not only healthy but ready to play in every game? 
and they just turn it on like some of those Cavs teams did. And before you know it, they're in the NBA Finals or winning the NBA Finals. Oh, completely. You think Harden's, Harden's not going to leave then to I, go to Philly, I, and now their whole plan's ruined. And that's why I think another reason why they need to really push this, because, I mean, for every game that that Simmons doesn't play, I think the trades that Maury's asking for become less and less realistic. Me too. And the, and the, and the marriage makes sense for both teams. Mm-hmm. You know, the Nets are an abysmal defensive team. Simmons walks in day one and becomes their best defensive player. He gives them size against Giannis. And he moves and he the ball. He's up. not – He's not. the reason why he's uh, limited offensively isn't because he's – you know, the ball stops with him and he's not a good shooter, a la Julius Randle this year. Um, <laughs> it's He's a ball mover, which is kind of what the Nets need. You don't need another yeah. – you don't need another ball magnet. You need a guy who moves the ball around. The reason why is because he can't score. But, I mean, in that offense – He's going to be dunking a lot as long as he doesn't yeah. pass up wide open layups like he did in the playoffs. Well, exactly, and I think that if you if you say, "Listen, we're going to take all the pressure off of you. You don't have to worry about shooting. You don't have to worry about being I mean, an, uh, honestly, a scorer." The more I talk about it, aside from Kevin Durant getting upset, which at this point it is what it is, Ben Simmons looks really good on that team defensively. He can play one through four, maybe even a five if you have a smaller five out there. And if you put him in that dunker spot, I mean, could you imagine him one passing out of that and then two, just the easy points he's going to get? You should be foaming at the mouth for that. Especially, too, if he comes with a Seth Curry or a Thibel and a first-round pick, and you could use that pick as part of a trade to go get another guy who – what was reported today that the Nets are sniffing around on is Jeremy Grant in Detroit. Now I don't, they can't get him without including Joe Harris in a trade. I know they have the trade exceptions, but they're going to have, Hey, to, you get Seth Curry and you get the defense of Jeremy Grant as well as obviously Simmons. I, I wouldn't mind Joe Harris leaving then. No, me neither. I mean, it's all circumstantial. I don't want to give Harris away, but man, now there's talk about him maybe needing a second procedure. He's not sure when he's going to be back. This is a win-now team. As much as they love Harris and as much as I'm sure they want him in a perfect world playing with the big three, this is not something that you can fuck with. you got to move now, and I think that that contract, you you, you use that and you use Nick Claxton – you use guys like Carter and Brown and Millsap's money. You got the trade exceptions. I think Jeremy Grant, with or without the Harden-Simmons trade, is a target the Nets could make. I just don't know if it, if other teams are going to be a little bit more desperate to go get him. Another name, you're going to laugh at me. I wouldn't mind saying, having Spencer Dinwiddie come back. I mean, he's had a horrible year in Washington. Yeah, they don't like him there either. They don't like him. They hate him. And I'm, I don't think I'm that that my head made a that. lot of sense. Me too. I mean, his numbers are down. Him and Beal don't get along, which is weird because I thought Beal was the one that recruited him. That team's a disaster. Could you get Dinwiddie off their hands and also, and but also request like a Thomas Bryant type and use and use Claxton and and maybe Millsap in a trade exception. That's an interesting one. I I honestly would focus more on because I think you already have you have your backup point guard in Patty Mills, um, but you know what? At the same time, Kyrie Irving can only play. I guess half of your games, so he can play ten of the last twenty-seven games. I just looked it up. Yeah, I agree. Maybe, maybe those three. Honestly, those three trades call them into the office and they're done as as Nets GM. 
I think so. I, I would I would do it. Like I said, you the know, only reason why I had a little hesitation was because you want to keep Kevin Durant happy, but yes. at the end of the day, Kevin Durant wants to win championships, and if Ben Simmons, uh, with the pieces that he comes with, gives him the best shot, then uh, I think he I think he'd give you a green light for it. And you make a good point. You want to make sure he's happy. And honestly, well, in three years or whenever his contract up, if it slides out that. You know that's part of the reason why he left, and all that's when he started to sour on the on the on the Nets office or whatever. You know what? You you took the swing you needed to, and three years from now, Harden's probably going to be a bench player at best. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it's it's all based upon what's being talked about between Harden's camp and the Nets. If Harden says I'm committed here, I want to at least win this year, and then I'm going to see about next year. And you trade him, well, that's a really bad look because Durant and everybody on this team believes that you get into an open Eastern Conference playoff, you're fully healthy, you're ready to go, you're going to win. You don't want to throw that away. But if Harden's saying, listen, I might leave anyway, I'm not happy about this situation, we keep losing games, most of the time I'm going to be the main option again because Kyrie can't play in these games, fuck it, man, I kind of want to leave. Like, Go get what you can. Durant's not going to be mad at the Nets then. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Another interesting question is, is Ben Simmons vaccinated? Could you imagine? If he so? is. He oh, is. he is. Okay. That was another wrinkle to this whole story amidst all the craziness, bro. They said that he got vaccinated like last week. Okay. Well, that's a good answer because could you imagine if he was like, yeah, I'm not getting vaxxed? <laughs> I could not imagine Sean Marks letting that one slide through. <laughs> no, no. I, I, that's, I know it's a HIPAA violation, but those are things you kind of got to know. I don't think it's HIPAA now because you're state mandated, right? If you're not vaccinated, you don't play or you can't go to arenas or do anything. There's no HIPAA with this shit. Um, Let's move on, Tom. I think we both, I think we covered our teams pretty well. We'll see. It should be an interesting next three days, but let's talk about some trades that already went down and we'll start with the Clippers getting Norman Powell and Covington from Portland. What were your thoughts on this trade and how bad does this fake Portland look? Cheap, cheap, cheap. I don't get it. I mean, I know Robert Covington has been tossed around the last few years, but I still think he's a valuable asset, and the Sixers would love to have him back. And Powell is having a really good year, not to mention. And and they got, you know, literal scraps for him. I I don't get it. Clearly it was just a money dump. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Because Powell just got a contract this past year. I think it was like three years, $90 or something like that. Yeah, they just traded for him at the deadline last year. Yeah, and they re-signed him over the summer. This thing's gone so sideways he's for fucking, he, First of all, he's he can guard one through three. He's a very good defender, and he's averaging 19 points a game. From the Portland side, I, I don't know how they didn't think that they could get more for this package. I mean, Covington alone, I thought, could fetch you a first. Powell should get you a really nice asset or two and a first. Yeah, absolutely. Got the Eric Bledsoe's contract, Justin Winslow, and Keon Johnson. Do you know what he's shooting from three right now, too? Uh, is it in the high 30s? 50%. Oh, you're my God. these numbers God. right? He's taking eight threes a game, and he's making four. That's insane. I mean, Jesus Christ. And it's it's not like he comes off the bench and shoots one three. He's playing, he's just playing starters minutes at 24 minutes a game. All right, a little bit lower than starters minutes. But he's averaging 18 points a game. A head scratcher for me. He's having uh, by far the best season of his career. 
not that they moved him, but the, the fact that, A, they didn't split up trade packages knowing that Covington was going to be very desirable on the market, that they put them two together and that's all you got. I mean, that's that's a criminal job. That's certainly not going to help Dame want to stay, and I think it points to Nurkic, McCollum, you know, anybody else down the line move. Look at it from the Clippers, though. You get They're the blowing news. it up. I think this is the beginning of the end. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. But you look at it from the Clippers' side, bro. It, it, it would be so easy for them to just toss in the season, right? Fuck it. You know, Kawhi's out. Paul George is now hurt probably for the year. I don't think he's coming back. Let's just camp and get ready. They go get Powell and Covington. This is fucking awesome. I love Steve Ballman. Absolutely. And, and these are guys that are going to help you for years to come as well, which was another reason why the deal was made. I just, they gave up nothing for them. I mean, the clip, I mean, the, the, the trailblazers literally did it to save themselves some money. Yeah. Which is really bad. We know how that usually goes when you bypass assets. Well, and I, honestly, for this, is, this is the beginning of the end. And I know Dame hasn't been great this year and now he's hurt. I think he's got a rib injury as well or something like that. I don't know what's going on up there. It's a core muscle injury, yeah. They're, are they going too hard in like boxing class or something up in fucking Portland between him and CJ getting both, you know, <laughs> middle body injuries? But I don't know. I think, listen, maybe maybe this offseason, Dame's gone, in my opinion. Dame is gone. Yeah. I think so, too. I mean, this is where those whispers of, hey, I want out are, are going to be really loud. Yeah, they're, yeah, absolutely. I'd Listen, bring CJ in. Fuck it. Bring CJ in. If Dame likes him, bring CJ in. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. <laughs> Done deal. Call it into the league office Listen, now. Listen, trade anybody but R.J. Barrett for either of them. I don't care. Oh, I think R.J.'s gone if you're getting uh, Dame, but that's fine. I think no, you'll no, be no. able to live with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not training <laughs> Michael Jordan, bro. What? He's a really nice player. Dude, He, I think he's going to make probably three or four all-star teams in his career, and I just don't want to give that up for Dame, who's a little old. And this is why the Knicks are where they are. Um, mm. All right. Cavaliers acquire Karis LeVert for Rubio's expiring at 2022 second, or lottery protected first in two seconds. What do you think about this move? How long is Colin Sexton out for? Because I feel like that's the only reason why they made this move. Oh, it's for the year? Mm-hmm. Okay, it makes a lot more sense now. Um, I don't know. I mean, from a Cavs perspective, I guess they wanted a little bit more scoring. Maybe he could come out for the – he could be a second unit leader because I don't want anybody taking the ball out of Darius Garland's hands. I'll be interested to see how Bickerstaff – staggers the minutes and and plays the rotations because i that was my thought i love lavert obviously i i him and alan reunited is really cool um yeah i cried too it's really cool yeah those fucking nets championship teams with alan and lavert were yeah listen listen (laughs) it's just sentimentality when you're a horrible team and they're the ones that actually bring you back to relevancy but yes of course it's a smart move and i don't really miss them but Although Allen should have been an all-star. He got hosed. Um, for Levert, and you though, guys gave does... him up for fucking dick, diddly squat. <laughs> I know. We, well, they weren't going to give him five years, $100 million in the offseason. So you, you're going to trade him anyway. Uh, story for another day. We know how I feel about that. But Levert should not be playing with Darius Garland. He should be coming off the bench and 
being a true, you know, alpha scorer. I think he put up 42 the other night. He's a ball stopper, though. He's not a great passer. He's a willing passer at times. He doesn't play much defense. But they desperately need scoring. I thought they were going to go for like an Eric Gordon-type guy and a guy like an experienced knockdown shooter. But Levert can create his own offense. And if you don't take the ball out of Garland's hands, I think this is a really nice move for him. Absolutely. Uh, I, I agree. And I think, listen, this is the beginning for the Indiana Pacers, and they are just going to clean house and sell everybody that they can. Who's next? I don't know, man. Is it Sabonis? Is it Turner? Is it both? Who could it be? It's one of them. And then if they can get anything for Brogdon, who seems to be hurt even more than your boy C.J. McCollum. I know. My boy. Just, you know, I like (laughs) him a lot, but I had to advocate for him because you tossed him away as if I was asking you to take on Stevie Franchise or Stefan Marbury in the twilight of their careers. Um, That's how I feel about it, but I think I, I think but you're going to approach every guy like that. You're going to approach every guy like that. Collins a better player, team. and they think they gave up a hell of a lot more for those two. For sure, on teams that didn't actually have a chance to win, and on a McCall, if you're bringing a McCollum, you're not doing it because you think he has the chance to win. For the Pacers. I think Sabonis is gone. I'll be interested to see who 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 goes for him. Is it going to be they a want team a that's not deal. in the playoffs? Apparently, yeah. they want a Vooch deal. And we listen. I know. First of all, Vooch has not been playing that well for Chicago, but it does. Nobody's really saying anything because Chicago's had an excellent year, even though they're banged up. But that was a we raised a lot of eyebrows at that deal when it happened. We did because Chicago wasn't a playoff team. Yeah, and they gave up a shit ton. Yeah, Wendell Carter and I'm trying to think who else. I mean, now Orlando, we'll talk about them later. They're just so fucking weird. But I think for Indiana, all you have to focus on now is draft picks, draft picks, and maybe an asset or two. You know who's a guy I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on? I know he's had a down year, but he's had some good moments in the past as a role guy. Is a Jeremy Lamb. I don't think it would cost a lot to go get him, maybe a second rounder or so, and he's not doing anything on that team. Yep. Um, maybe try to, if you're a fringe playoff team or maybe a, a team that's hoping for some buyout guys but can't guarantee signing him, maybe the Nets, you all for a second rounder and go get a guy like Jeremy Lamb. I agree. By the way, that Vooch trade, Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, who is having a pretty good year for Golden State, and two first-round picks. I didn't realize it was two first. I thought it was only one. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah. a haul. That is and a Porter's haul. Had a great I think I think Sabonis is a better player than Vucevic. Vucevic is a fringe all-star. He's made a couple all-star teams, I think. Sabonis is here to to stay, and I do think he could fetch that. But I don't know. I, I don't know if a team's in playoff contention is going to be able to give that much up. Do you the think Bulls Turner? Were, the Bulls were weird because they had so many assets. What were you saying? I know. I was going to ask you, do you think Turner has uh, a little more concern around him with the foot injury that he's been sidelined with? Yeah, I mean, big men and feet, you always worry. And I, I think that's why we haven't heard the Turner buzz the way we've heard it for the last three years. And that puts Indiana in a rough spot because if you do trade Sabonis, do you want to just get something for Turner, even if it's not a lot? Or do you want to hold on to him and try to capitalize on hopefully a second or a healthy second half and then look to move him in the summer. I don't know. I don't know what he's got left on his deal. I think they're going to get rid of him 
And the team that I think they're going to get rid of him to, who I think they should get rid of him to, regardless of the um, regardless of the foot injury, as long as it's obviously not season ending, is the first team we're going to talk about now, and that's the Atlanta Hawks. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect segue. Let's go. What do you think the Hawks' targets are going to be before Thursday at 3 p.m.? It's a bonus, but I think that's unrealistic. And, um, and Miles Turner, I think they need a big man. I, I, I like, uh, what's his face? Um, the big you man. You brought him up Capella. last week on the pod. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, Miles Turner is a much better player. He's got the defense that Clint Capella has and he can bang threes. And that's going to open up a little bit more for him offensively. And I don't think Collins gets in the way. He's much more of a slasher. And Collins can shoot threes as well. I think that's the perfect deal for him. If you're the Atlanta Hawks, you're not going to have to give up much for him. I mean, maybe you give up a first-round pick uh, and and you give up the guy you drafted last year out of USC. But that that's pretty much it. I think that you, if you're Atlanta, you do that in a heartbeat. And I think you do it if you're Indiana, too, because I don't know what the market's going to be for Turner. And, yeah, I mean, the the Hawks are kind of doing what they did last year. They got off to a slow start. They didn't look very good. And now all of a sudden they're, they're starting to catch fire a little bit. This is a dangerous team. Obviously, if they're playing well, this is not a team you want to see in the first round of a series. Shit, maybe not even the second or third round. So – if they can find a way to pry Miles Turner away, I mean, is, is Herter in a deal? Do you, do you look at him as somebody that they're going to try to retain or if the price is right or if the right package is there that they'll move him? Yeah, I, I don't see them moving on from Herter, but again, if the price is right, it's there. They're looking at Marcus Smart and, and uh, uh, McCollum as well. I don't think they're going to give up what the Knicks are willing to give up for McCollum. Um, I think they'd probably just try and give pennies for him. Maybe the Knicks can make a little bit better of an offer. Um, hopefully still nothing important. Um, I mean, but dude, I think, after seeing what the, what the Blazers got for Covington and, and Powell, I, I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to make a sound decision. No, not at all. It might just be the team that calls first, you know? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Turner's got four years left on his deal, so you can have him locked up for a while there. I don't think it's going to cost much to give it up because, uh, unless they decide to hold on to him and trade Sabonis because they can get what they want for him, uh, this this foot injury is concerning to some of the other teams out there. Another team that should be interested in him is Boston. They need a big man, uh, unless you think Robert Williams is the guy. And I really do like him, but he makes a lot of mistakes. And I still think he's like two years away from being two years away. Yeah, I think he's going to be one of these guys whose athleticism and maybe you they know, trade physical force for for a Miles Turner. Oh, if it's for Turner, he's in that deal, no questions asked. I don't think that they're going to be willing to part ways with him just yet because he has played well, especially with the two stars. But if you're if you're a Boston Celtics fan, I mean, I think it's been pretty obvious that they're trying to get under the luxury tax. So they're going to try to find a trade partner for Schroeder. I don't know what you can get for Schroeder. I, I can't even give a great idea. What do you think? A maybe, second? Yeah, Two maybe, seconds? Maybe the Lakers take him back for a second-round pick. 
Yeah, at that point, it's just about shedding his salary. I don't think that they're actually expecting much in return for a guy whose contract's up at the end of this year. Um, for Robert Williams' case, I, I like him a lot, and I like what he brings to a team, but I like him a lot more on a really good team where he's playing maybe 15 to 18 minutes, and he's that dominant force clogging the paint where you don't really expect him to give you a lot offensively. I think the more that you try to make him an offensive player, you know, it's going to hurt his rim protecting, his shot blocking, and his rebounding. Absolutely. Um, is there anybody else for Atlanta that you got an eye on? No, I mean, I think they do want to improve that backcourt, which is why that conversation about Marcus Smart makes sense. Boston's been winning a lot lately, though, and, and even though I do believe they want to get under the luxury tax, I don't think they're just going to give a guy like that away. I know they love him there. and He's actually been more of a point guard of late than he's usually been. Um, if you can get him, go do it. If not, I think they're going to be in that, you know, extra tier of role-playing guards that a team might be willing to part with that's not very good. Absolutely. You ready to move on to Charlotte? Yes, sir. Charlotte Hornets, I'm going to call into the office right now for them. Mitchell Robinson for James Booknight. Ooh, I like that. I don't I like know how the salaries the work out. I don't care, but Book Knight's collecting dust in the G League. Um, I still don't know why they picked would him. You take, would you take Plumley off their hands? Sure, why not? I think that that's probably what it would have to be. Yeah, um, another guy I'm looking at for them, if that doesn't work out, is uh, a Jonas Valanciunas just suffering Ooh. down there in New Orleans. He is, but he makes a lot of money. Yeah, he does, but he's like seventeen million a year, I think. I don't know. I don't know Charlotte's cap room, but again, they have a few players that they can give up, especially if they're willing to part ways with Herder. But I just think Jonas Valanciunas stifles a little bit of what Zion does if he ever comes back and plays basketball again. Um, and, and I think he's a guy that you you might want to look out for on the move. Well, Valanciunas is a really nice player, but um, I think it's I both mean, agreed that Charlotte should be at least small-time buyers at the deadline. Sure. No. Again, I think it's because of how open this conference is. And Book Knight had a run-in with a with an assistant or with a head coach the other day on the sideline. That's not a good look for my former UConn boy. No. Um, and he's not going to play much. I mean, that team is pretty solidified with their rotations. Um, you know, Charlotte is a team that I, I'm more interested to see who they're willing to part ways with. I mean, there's been rumors that they could move P.J. Washington. I wouldn't. I like him a lot. Yeah, that's another uh, guy that I would absolutely take for, um, for what's-his-face, Mitchell Robinson. Hey, if they're, on the, if, they're, if they're on the cheap and they're not in the market for, like, a Valanciunas or somebody like that, what do you think of Jalen Smith from Phoenix? I mean, I think you being that they declined his option or whatever it was, like they have to give him up for practically nothing. That's just that move is asinine, and that owner out there, as good as Phoenix has been because of the players that they have and the GM and and the head coach doing a great job out there. Who's their head coach? Is it Tyron Lue? No, Tyron Lue's with uh, Clippers. With the Clippers? No, they have Monty Williams. Monty Williams and um, is there a GM still James Jones? Yeah, I mean they've done a hell of a job out there, but that owner is a cheapo, cheapo, cheapo. I, I, what can you give up for him? I mean the Knicks, give him a second round pick or something. I love how we're talking about all these teams, and the Knicks are 
bombarding down these doors trying to get their hands on all these guys. I like the I, I like I want the young fact, talent, man. Let's build I know it up. you do. Young talent should be all that the Knicks ever want until they're not great, and then you're asking if you can get an All Star for them. That's a Nick fan during trade <laughs> season in a nutshell. Um, but yeah, as far as Charlotte, yeah, you I mean, sold me on the CJ McCollum deal. Makes this sense. is a team. Yes, it does. Of course, the price always is Matt. The price is always what dictates whether a move is good or not. But you hold off like I just don't understand. It's like money, money, money. Well, you had a shit ton of cap space this past year. Look how you used it. Yep. Um, just to close the book on Charlotte, though, I think they want to improve their big men. Obviously, Clumley's not getting the job done down there. Maybe a Kelly Olynyk from Detroit. I think that he'd be good. Uh, but to me, I'm interested not just to see who they might bring in, but if they actually do want to move a PJ Washington, because I think he's pretty vital to what that team does. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he's a very good rotational piece. How about Chicago? We briefly touched on them earlier. What do they need to do? This is a team that's in first place right now, or maybe not anymore. They've been free-falling a bit, but they've still, they're still up there at the top of the Eastern Conference, bundled up with another five or six teams. I mean, Chicago needs more big-man help. I think it's obvious Vooch is not playing that great this year, and their their backup big-man are – I mean, their, their, their guard position is pretty loaded. I mean, if you want to call DeRozan a guard or a forward, Levine, Lonzo – Caruso. I mean, they've got a few small-time guys that they can move, and then they've got one major trade chip if they're willing to do it to go out and maybe do they go for a Sabonis? I don't know. I don't think that's their type of player. I think they'd be more Miles Turner guys, maybe Mitchell Robinson guys. The one guy that can go out there and fetch like a really good piece if they're willing to give it up is Patrick Williams. I have an immediate trade target for you that describes everything that you just went on about go ahead Jakob Pertl from San Antonio okay I mean he's not well known because he's sitting out there in San Antonio but a very good player. he's a good player he's a very good player yeah like he, he's a what guy does that, that would cost him though is it, it does that cost them like a Kobe White or are we talking more like no it Patrick might cost them, it might cost them a Patrick Williams but Patrick Williams might not play the rest yeah of he this might year. be done for the year it's the, I mean and if saying. you're San Antonio yeah, and if you're San Antonio, you can say, well, we're going to have Patrick Williams next year. That's exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good deal for them. And at the Chicago Bulls, I would be scared shitless if I were the Nets and they go out and get Jakob Pertl. I'd be scared shitless, too, because they obviously don't have size. And that's, I, I think, from the Nets' standpoint, any team that possesses size and physicality inside – you know, with Aldridge hurt, who knows when he's coming back from this ankle sprain, and he already is kind of limited in his older age. You know, he's he, he's not what he was defensively. He's still an automatic bucket offensively, but you're going to lose some stuff there. You know, Claxton gets thrown around. I, if, if, if the Bulls can upgrade their big man situation, that's a really dangerous team. But how desperate do you think that they're going to be? I mean, do you think that they look at this Eastern Conference right now and say, we got to strike while the iron's hot? Or do they look at their situation and say, we're going to be right up there for the next two or three years. Let's not panic yet. I think if they're confident in in, in, Booch, in Vooch, then I think they'll, they'll stand pat and not try and give up any of the assets because Williams coming back next year, this is going to be a different team. I agree with you. I mean, and they already look so good. I mean, I, I guess my only concern maybe would DeRozan? be, yeah, is this the best that we're going to see DeRozan with the Bulls? I don't think he could be much better, but if you could get even 90% of what he is this year, you're going to be a good team for the years to come. 
Uh, Cleveland, I don't know if they have many moves left in them, aside from maybe trading Sexton, but what are you going to get for a guy who is going to be a free agent along with the fact that he's out for the year? So I think Cleveland's pretty much chilling. Yeah, I think they are too. I think they made their big move. uh, And I like the move. I do too. I wouldn't have liked the move had, had there been any chance that Sexton would come back. Because I think him and him and uh, Lavert are kind of the same player, with different skills, but that doesn't make sense. But they're both they're both ball, you know, whatever you want to call them, ball stoppers. Yeah, for sure. But they're also bona fide scorers. Um, and if you use him right, you know, his Lavert that is his defense is not going to kill you. And obviously, uh, the first thing I would do is tr- is try to play him as many minutes with Allen as I can, because obviously we know that dynamic's really good for Detroit. Is this a team that says we're moving Jeremy Grant come hell or high water, or if they don't get the right package, are they going to keep him? I think they should. I think they should keep him if they don't get you know what they want for him. I don't think they should give him away for pennies on the dollar. I mean, who's signing in Detroit in order to clear that cap space? You hold on to the asset. Maybe something more will come in the off season. You've only had him for a year. There's a few other pieces that are interesting here. I mean, you have a Kelly Olynyk who's having a really good year. Maybe you could trade him away, or or maybe try and get something for a Killian Hayes because clearly it's not working out for you guys over there and he's still a young guy. Maybe he could fetch a draft pick for you. Aside from that, you know, they really have nothing else on the roster that that anybody's going to want. Yeah, maybe maybe Sadiq Bey. He has moments of being, you yeah. know, pretty decent. But I agree with you. They're... They are very limited with what they have that other I think they could get – I mean, listen, if, if, a, if a team that thinks they're poised for a playoff run wants to give up, you know, a late first-round pick in, in 2020, you know, 2035 for Kelly Olenek, <laughs> they might do that. Yeah, I think so too because they're not going to buy him out. They're, he still has years left, I think. And he's he still playing. And he's still playing well. You're not going to just let him go. So – uh, yeah, I think those are the two names, Jeremy Grant and Kelly Olynyk. Everybody else, I don't know. I mean, I think I they're going to hold going. on to Isaiah Stewart and Cade Cunningham. That's pretty much it. Well, Cade Cunningham is their future, and he is their franchise. So and Isaiah Stewart it, could beat up LeBron, so I think you hold on to him too. Well, just for that reason alone. Yeah. Um, we talked about Indiana. Let's move on down to Milwaukee, who right now I believe occupies the first seed in the East, and they're pretty, pretty hot right now since Bam's been back. This is a deep team that's playing well, Tom. Any noticeable moves there for you, or are they going to be more of a buyout market team? Buyout market team, and my question is, what's the deal with Brooke? With who? With Brooke Lopez. We're talking about Miami. Oh, excuse me. I thought you were talking about – I thought you said Milwaukee. Um, I got lost there. Um, yeah, I think maybe you try and trade away um, Goran Dragic. Uh, people have been talking about that forever, but he's pretty much just chilling in Miami. Not the worst. Dragic is on the Dragic is on Toronto, my man. Is he? Yeah. What? Since he was when? in. He, he was in the sign and trade that brought Lowry to Miami. Well, Toronto should try and trade him then. Let's try this again. Okay, so it's not Milwaukee, and they don't have Goran Dragic. So what do you think? Miami I swear you said to... Milwaukee. I might have to play that shit back. Um, <laughs> no, I, what what other moves can they really make? I think they're pretty like they're pretty like stretched out on the cap. Do they want to move Duncan Robinson if they can get another elite kind of player? 
like if McCollum would go there, could you use Robinson and maybe another asset? Does that I mean, make them better? I mean, I think it's more like, do we want to move Tyler Harrow? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know how much Duncan Robinson is going to fetch. Duncan Robinson's like Joe Harris pretty much, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'd take Joe Harris over him. I'm still pissed that I forgot Drogic is in Toronto chilling. <laughs> Not as good of a place to chill in the winter than Miami. Um, well, I think I think he actually is just hanging out in Miami, but that's because the, the Raptors don't want him on the team. So he's been right. long rumored as a trade or buyout guy. Yes, yeah, so you were you were half right. Two Milwaukee buyout team all the way. You're right. What about Brooke? Hey, why don't you just bring in Robin from Orlando? Yeah, I mean, obviously he's not the three-point shooter that his brother is, but he brings everything else his brother does. So uh, I definitely would give up a second-round pick for, for Robin. Yeah, because Robin's probably going to get bought out if he's not traded. So Orlando The only asset anything. that I feel like they have to, to give up is DiVincenzo. Yeah. Miami's well, nothing, by the way. Miami, aside from going to try and get C.J. McCollum, which I don't think they will, then they're nothing. No, I agree with you. For, yeah, I think for the Bucs, they've got the recipe for a championship caliber team. I, I, I would put my money on them to represent the East this year with maybe Miami right behind them. I, I think that the Bucks is just going to come down to do we want do we want Lopez? Do we believe Lopez is coming back and coming back to the to the way that he was playing last year? If he's not, then you can upgrade at that center position right now and maybe use DiVincenzo. And what as the hell is up with Victor Oladipo on the Heat? Dude, I have no, I have no idea what's going on with him. I have none. I, I don't understand it. The, I, I look him up, and it's like, is Victor Oladipo currently dating anyone? If that's the first thing we're talking about here <laughs> in the middle of the NBA season, then what the fuck are we doing? I mean, come on. Bucks and Heat, I think right now in that order to me are – my bets to to win the East, so they don't have a lot of moves to make either one of them. Wow, I, you're you're just trying to reverse jinx your fucking your nets here. I'm, I'm not, pissed. dude. I'm still pissed about that. I knew fucking Goran Dragic was in Toronto. Whatever, who cares? It uh, happens. This is we've got the receipts. It's all good. You're that was not abysmal, uh, especially since you're half right and he is hanging out in Miami. That's what I forever. heard. That's what I heard. Yes. Is that oh he's in Miami? Yeah. All right, Orlando Magic. I mean, aside from sell, 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 what what else do you have? I think your core pieces are are you know Cole Anthony and and Suggs. I mean, Cole Anthony made himself a core piece based off this season. Yeah. And then I don't know, honestly, a guy that I really want to see moved is Mo Bamba. Yes, He's having a, that's where a I was going. Decent too. year. Well, and he just achieved uh, starter. Um, status because he started 42 of their games, which which gets him to that level. So this is the last year of his contract. I've never really understood what they're doing with him. He's having a really nice year, but they did trade for Wendell Carter in the Vucevic trade that you detailed earlier. They have some assets if they really want to go get, if they really want to move off of these guys. You know, Terrence Ross, I think, is a guy that a lot of teams would want. I, I don't know what his price tag is. And then Robin Lopez is somebody that we mentioned, maybe a second-round pick, bring him to Milwaukee. Um, you know, maybe Brooklyn, a team like that that just needs an extra big. 
and other than that, I think you're right. I think Wendell Carter's there to stay. They've got Cole Anthony who's there to stay. Fultz, I don't think, is playing. If he is, I haven't heard about him can't all Can't trade year. Fultz, can't ch- trade Isaac. There you go. In my opinion, at least. Um, and, yeah, Suggs, obviously, is, is their cornerstone. So And Wagner, Franz Wagner's, you know, had a great year, too. So the rookies are showing out. I think that they know what the direction of that franchise is going to be. The question is, do they want to bring anybody else in? Because Terrence Ross would make a lot of teams pretty happy with his ability to knock down shots and play defense. Absolutely. All right, I I think we talked – we at least talked about Simmons when it comes to Philadelphia. If anybody hasn't noticed, we're going in ABC order here. Um, And all East to start. Yes, ABC order per conference. Um, I I mean, aside from trading Tobias Harris, which – I mean, you talk about untradeable contracts. I know no contract is untradeable, but we'll say that's a tough contract to trade. Um, Do you see them doing anything else? I mean, I I could say get a backup big man for Embiid because Drummond's been extremely up and down. Um, Another, I would like Mo Bamba there if you have to give up nothing to get him. Um, Oh, man, if they got Mo Bamba, oh, Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, right, your Nets would be in a hell of a lot of trouble. Yeah. Especially because Mo Bamba's been... I don't know why I'm tooting Mo Bamba's horn so much, but he's been really good Because he's a good player. That's why. The Magic are the only team that doesn't realize that he's actually decent. Yeah. Uh, uh, aside from getting some ancillary pieces, excluding a big Simmons trade, I, I don't really see much happening here because I don't think they can move off of Tobias Harris. No, me neither. I mean, maybe they can import somebody to to kind of play another wing position i mean they have niang who's good you know danny green has diminished but you can He's still old. trust him in big minutes for for like three niang. pointer in the corner curry's a beast um yeah i don't think this team has a lot to do if simmons isn't being traded and harris doesn't get moved i mean they're not moving maxi he's been great thibel is is a very good and valuable player this team you could make a case that if mb continues to play on this uh, this kind of tear that they'll just go into the playoffs with what they've got and think that they have as good a chance as anybody unless there's a significant upgrade made somewhere else yeah you keep trying to speak that into existence (laughs) you don't you don't want them with anybody else especially a a decent backup big man that can play 20 minutes a game and torture. I don't want them. I don't want them where they even are now. I mean, the reason that I'm so down on the nets, man, first of all, they've lost eight straight games. There's no continuity. There's no chemistry. I don't know where the next wins are coming from. If Harden's not playing because of this hamstring, they have guys that they can move, but none of them are great players, which is why they keep losing. It's a pro it's a, you're, you're, you're banking on hope. And anytime you bank on hope for a team that hasn't accomplished a lot, despite how good the talent is, especially against a team like Milwaukee and shit, even a team like Miami, who have proven guys that have been there, uh, I don't love it and are are playing well together where the time matters. Um, Toronto, we mentioned Dragic. Are they sellers, buyers, both? I think they're the sixth seed right now. I know. I think they're both. They're they're. And we were one talking the about them earlier in the year, blowing it up. But I mean, they found themselves in the sixth seed. Siakam's come to life, and and they've got some other good players out there. Siakam won Player of the Week this week. Yeah, whatever I mean, attitude issues he had, he seems to have figured them out. They're 
they're that team that nobody talks about, and then you're just wondering how they are where they are, and it's just because they're always they know what their plan is. Dragic is getting moved. I, they know they don't want to do it on the buyout market, but he will not be there. He hasn't been there already. So the question is: is do they want to upgrade anywhere? Van Fleet's an All Star. I think they stay relatively pat unless something just falls in their lap. But I don't really know where else they they really want to go. Scotty Barnes has been a beast. Yeah, Siakam's a beast. Aside from Dragic, he's really good. Yeah, I think that they're kind of in limbo and they're not going to do anything to derail their future. But you know, they're probably not going to say, "Well, you know, it's the worst thing in the world if we're a, if we're a high draft pick team this year." All right, final one. Maybe the most confusing one for me is the Wizards of Washington, <laughs> D.C. Um, I mean, I don't know. Bradley Beal trade talk starting to, you know, the, the kindling starting to catch fire. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that's, in my opinion, that's more of an off-season thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really don't know with this team. Maybe Thomas team- Bryant gets traded. Yeah, this team is just dysfunction at its at its height. I mean, Dinwiddie, we talked about maybe the Nets can buy low on him and bring him back to a place where he's had a modicum of success, especially since they need help in the backcourt. That has not worked out since day one. They've got KCP and Harrell. Kuzma's had a great year. Do they want to move off of him? You've got Bertans, who they gave an atrocious contract to. Nobody wants him. Thomas Bryant's an attractive trade piece, but you're not going to get a lot for him because he's in the last year of his deal, and he's coming off of ACL surgery where he's on a minutes restriction right now. This seems fucked. (laughs) (laughs) This seems really fucked. Not to mention, Bradley Beal has not had a good year. No, not at all. I mean, he's still a good scorer, but he's just his efficiency numbers are down. He's he's taking a lot more. Just to explain to you what efficiency is, to get to his point level, he's taking a lot more shots to get there. Oh, for sure, and his defense is abysmal. I, I like how you just team, gloss over that. Yeah, well, I, I agreed with you because there's <laughs> nothing else more I need to say. You you break down the efficiency, and you were 100% right. What do you want me to say? Great job, Tom. You're brilliant. Um, <laughs> if I have no comment, it's because you're right. So good job by Washington. They fucked it up again. They don't move Kuzma, but could you see them moving KCP or Harrell? Yeah, if the offer's there, I think I think Kuzma's absolutely there to stay. The guy's having a stellar year, but aside from that, I think everybody's for sale, including Beal. It's just the trade talks haven't really heated up. No, and this is the worst for them because if they traded him two, three years ago, they would get a King's Ransom. I don't think they're getting that now. No, not at all. All right, let's move over to the West Coast. First team in ABC order, everybody, again, is the Dallas Mavericks. For this team, I mean, I think maybe they try and get rid of Jalen Brunson. When I say get rid, they need to get a haul for him because he's a very good player. Aside from that, I think they're buyers. I think they need another big man, but they're going to want to get him him on the cheap, so maybe a Mo Bamba. Mm. Um. Just somebody to back up Porzingis, who's been playing pretty well this year, but again, the fit he's is hurt. not is not great, and he's hurt. Um, and then I just think you need another score aside from Dragic, who I think is is he might as well just start looking at real estate in Dallas. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll just make that nice little quick trip from Miami to, to Dallas. It would work well for Yeah, him. the paperwork says Toronto. I was wrong on that, but he is in Miami. <laughs> yes. Um, once again, we've got that clear. What if up. I could buy a Drogic uh, Raptors jersey? I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> I mean, whatever. It's just I'm I'm curious because it's like that Rashid, pl- that Rasheed Wallace Atlanta Hawks jersey when he was on the team for one day. Oh, I keep forgetting about that. Or Mello, who was on the Haw- not even on the Hawks, but he was on the Hawks. That's right. Yeah. Hey, so. Dwight Howard was in net. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like three, four, he found his second wife with the Lakers. Um, but anyway, you could Dallas, use Dwight really- Howard right now, bro. I I really could. Um. <laughs> I never can't believe I'm saying that. Oh boy. Well, Dallas Brunson, you're right about it. It would take a lot. They have been winning more recently. So I think it would take an incredible price tag to move him. And I think that they still value him as somebody as part of their future. Can they pay him the kind of money he might get in free agency? I don't know, but outside of that time, I, I, the only wild card that's really still out there for this team is, can they find, do they, first of all, are they willing? That's my first part of the question. And B, can they find a trade partner for Porzingis if they are? Who, who needs a Porzingis though? My team. Yeah. What's your team willing to give up? I feel like, I feel <laughs> Kyrie? like. Kyrie. Really? We can offer you a full-time Kyrie Irving because he can play in, in Texas. I don't know no, if I'd make that deal do. if I were the Nets, first of all. I mean, that really, imagine losing him and Harden. That, Durant would just they're, they're be not like, oh, do well, those, those va- that Vax card I had was fake. I can't play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's not going to happen. But I, I, I wonder if there are teams out there that look or say, listen, it's a lot of money. You have to try to make contracts work. But how long is Dallas going to be Maybe the eager Celtics? to keep this experiment going? Yeah, I mean, Horford. Marcus Smart and Horford and some shit. Maybe a Schroeder. I don't know. <laughs> Romeo, Romeo Langford and Ugh, yeah. Richard. I don't know. I mean, uh, if 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 the smart is somebody that I could see playing with uh, with Luca. So many people would want to play with Luca too, and Smart. Yeah, he's that off-ball guy, and he'll 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 match that tenacity. And I don't he'll guard the other Porzingis team's good player. Anywhere. Yeah, I don't think Porzingis is going anywhere. But you're right, Marcus Smart would be a great fit there. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what their sense of urgency is. I do. I would like to uh, second you very much, though, with Dragic just packing his bags and going over to Dallas-Fort Worth. Makes a lot of sense. The Denver Nuggets had been reeling, but they got the Brooklyn Nets yesterday, which means they won by 20. And this is an interesting team. Um, you know, they, they have not been great this year, but obviously Porter Jr.'s injury has been a main culprit for that. Is this a team well, that, that has a move up their uh... sleeves? That and, and Jamal, Jamal Murray, Murray, of course. Of course. I didn't even consider Murray because we knew he was yeah. out before the season even started. So, I mean, are they a McCollum piece? Could be. But who were they giving up? I don't. I think Aaron Gordon's there to stay. I think he fits that team a lot better than his trade value is for other teams. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I think he's more valuable to that team than others. Is what I was trying to say. Um, I don't really know what else they would want to give away um, or what else they really have to give away um, to fetch them anything interesting. So I, I think they stand pat, honestly, unless they go out and they get 
a small time guy. We can look at it the other way and say maybe they sell. I mean, could they could they get a first rounder for Jeff Green? That's tough. I don't know. I mean, he's good defensively, but who's who's buying? I don't know, but there's a lot of teams that need wings and scoring wings. Your netters. Hey, we had him last year. He was a really, really important piece for that team. Yeah, I think there's other teams that could use, that could really use him too. Um, he's playing a lot of minutes out there, which I, I thought that it was smart that the Nets didn't give him the deal despite losing him and losing him an important piece because they really did run him down last year. He played a fuck ton. Yeah. So maybe Denver's, you know, missing that a little bit as he's trying to get his legs back underneath him. But this is a weird team. I don't know if they're going to be buyers, sellers. I mean, they're, do honestly, I think they stand pat. They're they're a playoff team right now. I think I agree with you. Missing the, they're skipping the playing game as well in the sixth seed. So. Yeah, I think I agree with you. All right, next one up, Golden State. I think this is the the ultimate Stan Pat team, unless they want to get another big man in there that costs them nothing. I don't think there's going to be any big moves coming out of them. I know we were talking about a Kaminga and um, and uh, Wiggins, Rudy. who's by the way starting in the All Star game or some type of trade like that. Uh, this team's rolling. I think they're standing Pat. Yep, me too. This is a buyout team. If they even want to, really, all they're trying to do is get Clay reacclimated, get Steph out of his shooting slump, and the rest of this team is is very, very good. Definitely, um, Houston sellers, Eric Gordon. I mean, anybody that you can really get anything for outside of, I'd say, Jalen Green. That's it. I mean, they have to get rid of of Wall. Do they? If that happens. Right now? I mean, they don't have to, He's not I guess. hurting them. Yeah, he's not hurting them. He's not playing. I mean, yeah, for me, it's like, see what you can get for for anybody but Jalen Green. Christian Wood, first rounder, see you later. Um, you know, Eric Gordon, first rounder, see you later. I don't even know any of the other players on the roster that are that are worth anything. Uh, I, I think Kevin I th- Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. I, I think or Daniel Tice maybe. Aside from that, there's really nobody on this team that that's worth. I hate to say it, anything. Um, Kevin Porter. No, Jr. you're right. And then and then I think the only two players that they're really going to want to hold on to are Jalen and Kenya Martin Jr. Yeah, yeah. We, we've kind of talked about them the last time we did NBA, which feels like forever ago when we really did a deep dive. But, you know, you don't want to stunt the growth of Jalen Green, and you don't want to have that be a really damaging situation, right? Which is kind of how I feel about Detroit. As long as Jeremy Grant's on his best behavior and he plays well with Cade, they don't have to trade him. I feel the same way in Houston. If, if, if Christian Wood is helping Jalen Green or if Kevin Porter Jr. is helping Jalen Green – you move them if the price is right, but if they're malcontents and they're not helping and they're making that situation really shitty, which we have not heard, and untenable, you move you move them. Even if you get sixty cents on the dollar, you're loaded with draft picks. You're going to be really bad for a while. I'm interested to see what the market is for somebody like a Christian Wood, who's a really good player but has worn out his welcome in a lot of his stops because he's not a great teammate and he's kind of an asshole. You know him personally? Yeah. 
Houston's <laughs> not far from here. So True. I guess you guys were hanging out and you didn't have a good time. Um, he said he was going to pick up the tab and he left me with it, bro. It was fucked up. That is fucked up. That honestly sounds like something an NBA player would do to a normal yep. human being like us. Um, no lie, bro. Just real fast. I had a friend back in Connecticut who, who uh, became a cop. And all he did was brag about how much money, like how, how good he was doing on on everything. And he was getting promoted and all this. And he spent the entire time talking about his money. He was drunk. At the end of the night, he didn't even pay for any of the dinner drinks. Well, yeah. That how, do you think, how do you think he holds on to all that money? Yeah. Well, Nobody wants to be that type. It's another reason why uh, I have some different feelings about cops. But we're not going to go down that route. Um <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Houston's a bad spot. We'll see what they end up doing. Um, Clippers, we talked about them before. Do they have another move up their sleeve? I don't think so. Could you maybe, trade Kennard for Kennard, anything? Or yeah, maybe to the Nets. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I guess you could get you could maybe fetch something for him. He's had an okay year, better than he ever had. Um, where the fuck was he? I'm trying to think. Where oh, Detroit. Played. Detroit, yeah, in Detroit. I knew the colors. I just. I, I don't. I couldn't remember what uniform he was in because he just played so little. Um, but I, I really singing the praises of Luke Kennard. Oh, he's having a good year this year. I mean, he hit a game winner and four point play, and he's definitely playing better than he did anywhere else. But I, I don't. Aside from that, no. What about people like Serge Ibaka who doesn't play much? Could you could you move him for a second or a second round pick yeah, or something? Sure, sure. Small small trades. Yeah, Lakers. I don't even know, man. That Westbrook trade, I feel like set them back ten years. Did you like the uh, the attempted bank shot the other night against your team? I mean, the fact that the Knicks lost that game just really – that would have set – like, first take would have led with that had they had the Lakers lost that game. I mean, I, I don't know – I don't know what the Lakers can do. That It doesn't seem like they have – aside from Horton Tucker, who every game he plays, he seems to be diminishing his trade value. They should have kept it like, like Brian Cashman does the Yankees and just – or in the in the mid two thousands, where he would just bark up a guy until and never bring him up, and then and then get <laughs> way more than you ever should for him. That that's what they should. They would just keep him down. Good analogy. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't. Do they have any pieces really to trade? I mean, I think Malik Monk wouldn't get enough, and and again, he's more value to them than anywhere else because he's having a really good year. Any other players you can see? No, I mean, I think they're you know going to be try... a really good trade piece. Karis LeVert. For them, they should have gotten him. Oh, for sure. But I think a he makes too much. He definitely makes too much money. And yeah, there's. I mean, listen, bro. I mean, when you stock a team like that, like I think the Nets are in a tough spot. But it's predominantly because Durant's hurt. They were rolling when he was healthy. Harden doesn't want to take on the role that he took on before. And and Irving is what Irving is. Now they have bad contracts with. Or not bad contracts. They have bad, you know, role players that have not given them the kind of return that they thought that they would on their investments. But they're not unmovable. Javon Carter's movable. You know, Bruce Brown's movable. DeAndre Bembry, Paul Millsap, those guys could get moved. Who in the hell are the Lakers moving? Maybe DeAndre Jordan or Kent Bazemore. I mean, I watched Trevor Ariza the other night. I think he hit his first three. 
That guy can take any shot he wants. That guy was done five years ago, and it shows. Yeah. There's not much that they can do. There's really not. It's it's a rough spot. I think this is the team that they're going to have to go to war with. And if Westbrook's willing to sack up and not play closing minutes for the team to win, then that's their best chance. I don't know how willing he is to do that. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next team, another really interesting team because I think it could go one of two ways. That's the Memphis Grizzlies. I think this team could either stand pat or they could go for, you know, do like a three for one and try and get a a stud because they've got so many players outside of their core of Jackson and Morant and possibly Brooks that they could trade and, and get real value for between Zaire Williams, Brandon Clark, Kyle Anderson, just looking at their roster. Um, DeAndre Melton, Desmond Bain. There you go. Uh, Took you a little guys, long to Culver. get to Bain. Yeah, I mean, I think I think Bain is right there with Triple J and and Ja. You think so? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's still a young guy, only twenty three years old. I, I agree. I I think he's playing really well. It's just another guy that they could. I mean, like who who's a guy that. They that they would want to go out and get if they were to go and get a superstar to play with, probably number three in the MVP this year in Ja. In ja. Well, superstar is interesting. I don't know who's available, like CJ McCollum. But I also don't but he's want to not win a superstar. No, I agree. I agree. We've talked about him at length. I mean, that's a guy I do think would play very well with Ja, and I think would make that team really good. Now you're giving up some depth, but I mean. The comparison I have with this team, I wonder if you agree, is is what Atlanta's been. You become a little too thin when you have that much depth. Sometimes it's not always a good thing. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's just like, let's let's turn these guys into one player, but then the player that you're getting back, you might not like as much as the, the, sum, the sum of the parts, you know, might be better than the whole. I mean, could you go get, I mean, I don't even know how desirable he is because he's not had a great year. But could you go get a Buddy Heald from Sacramento? I mean, do you would you even kick the tires on De'Aaron Fox? Would him and Morant play well together? No, they wouldn't. I, actually, I didn't think no. So. You know he, what? Morant played pretty well off the ball, but I just think that Fox does not play well off the ball at all. Now, if Halliburton was in the conversation, I think I'd trade everybody under the sun for him. Sure. I don't think he will be, which is why I didn't mention his well, name. Sacramento's pretty stupid. But. They're really stupid. I also think, you know, we, who, you know, we, we do this pod. I think other people I listen to on like talk on the NBA, there has to be something stated for how dysfunctional and horrible that situation is. I can't totally judge a player who's only spent his career in Sacramento. Sacramento, like, I would love to see, Washington. Yeah. Like I would, I would, I don't think it'll happen, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing De'Aaron Fox play with, with uh with jog you imagine how explosive and fast that backcourt would be yeah that's that's a good point and jaw's been really good off the ball this year really good i i think they stay pat how about you i agree they have the players to trade but they also have all these players locked up and if they don't go as far as they want in the playoffs or they think it's time to take that next step they can always move them in the offseason which is when you know superstar star type players are always more available because um, you're not pressed up against it as far as time constraints. Yep. Uh, Minnesota, they're an interesting team. They've been they've been linked to Simmons on various occasions. 
Uh, Marcus Smart is somebody they've talked a lot about from everything I've read. Uh, what direction do you think that the T-Wolves go? I mean, who are they trying to give up, though? Because I feel like nobody wants D'Lo, your former I don't player. think they can move D'Lo. I mean, he makes like $32 million a year. Yeah, again, we said contracts are not untradeable in the NBA, but some of them are hard to trade. They're sitting in playoff contention. They're right on the cusp of the playing game right now. But, I mean, who, who, are they, who are they giving up and who are they getting is the question. I don't think they're making any big moves. But Maybe I think Beasley. If you could, Maybe yeah, they give if you up could him or Torian Prince. I feel like every playoff team wants a Torian Prince on their team. Yeah, a nice three and D guy. Nas I mean, Reed. You could look at maybe moving uh, Pat Bev too. You know, maybe for a little more scoring. Yeah, I just. Think, I mean, they they could be in the Schroeder mix. Yeah, I agree. They they definitely need a scoring point guard off the bench. They already have their defensive point guard off the bench and Pat Bev. Um, and, and I think honestly, a player like a the only the only players that I feel like they need to hold on to outside of Russell is obviously the big cat. Unless you're gonna just, I mean, he's too talented. You have to get a haul for him. Like looking at what Vooch got, you got to double that. Yeah, maybe and, even triple that. <laughs> and, and and Edwards, who uh, I wouldn't honestly, I don't know if I'd trade him for any player in the NBA right now. No, I think he. I think he is the future of that franchise, and, and Kogi, they know that. I like a Kogi as well. They have pieces. They're a fun team if you catch them on the right night. They yeah. they are also but a they, terrible. I, team I think if you they're going to be. The wrong one. I think they should, and I think they're going to be small buyers, like you said, a backup point guard type player, um, a Schroeder or or somebody of that ilk. Yep, I'm right there with you. I, I really do believe that this is a team that has suffered for so long, a lot to their own doing, but they have guys like Cat and D'Lo and, and Ant who are players that you want to see on a big stage. I don't know if they could take this team there on their own, but if you get another scoring guard, maybe another wing, this is a team that could possibly get into the playing game, which would be a huge step from where they've been. New Orleans is a team that's really just in hell. Josh Hart has been made available on a career year. First of all, before we go deeper into them, do you think they move him and what does he fetch? Um, shoot. Uh, you think they're going to trade him? I mean, every whisper that I see, like talking about like hoops rumors and everything – says that they're making him very available in trade talks. Well, what do you think he gets? Because this is a tough one for me. <laughs> so you're tossing it back to me like <laughs> ping pong? Yes. Uh, I think you get a first and a nice role player for him. I don't think that's enough. I don't either, but David Griffin has not been winning many trades of late. <laughs> He's been a big, fat loser. Um <laughs> A big fat loser, David. Griffin. I mean, but the thing is, at the end of the day, he still has Zion. But yeah, I, who's going to sign the extension too? Whoever, yeah, who, especially just given the, there will be a player that doesn't, but it ain't going to be him. No, you, it's not going to be a player that doesn't play. Yeah, it's he's too injury riddled. But who who's looking for for him right now? For Zion? No, no, for uh, for Hart. Um, excuse me. Hart. Oh, for yeah, for Hart. I mean. Dude, a three-and-day wing who's shooting, I think, like 40-something percent from three this year? Yeah. I mean, everybody should want him. 
Well, I think they're putting feelers out because they know he's probably not the future of this team or part of the future of this team because they're going to have to pay him. But shit, if I'm a if I'm a contending team, he's up there on my list if I need a wing. But yeah, again, what does it fetch? I think a first and a role player is not enough. I agree. But how desperate are they are to move him? That's mm-hmm. first and foremost. And then what are they willing to to take or, or settle with, I guess? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple teams out there that would love him. Dallas would fucking murder oh somebody my God. for him. I mean, Dallas might be the team. That might be their only move, aside from, obviously, us driving Drogic there. If he wants to pay me like ten grand, i will drive him tomorrow to Dallas. <laughs> That's a good deal. I think you could probably press him a little more. He's making like $21 million a year. Um, you know, uh, uh, And he has another... to pay for gas and airfare and everything, obviously. Of course. Yeah, I think that's the right thing to do. Or maybe um, Denver, if the if Denver's trying to trying to move some pieces around. Is he somebody that if you're Memphis, you move some of that depth for? I just think some of that depth is a little repetitive. I feel like Memphis has a lot of those wing players already. Yeah, true. You know I, I, know what I'm saying? Josh like, Hart, I don't know, but I you're think, right. Yeah. I think you, no, I, I think that they're a little lesser than Josh Hart, but they're it's kind of repetitive, and it's like, do we want to give up a first round pick for this guy? No, I agree with you. I, I, I certainly agree. I mean, the other guy that you have to look at and say, can we just fucking punt on this guy? Is is Devante Graham? I mean, but <laughs> why why do they still have him? <laughs> Yeah, I I guess maybe he's a scoring guard. Like Minnesota would be a good team for Devontae Graham. That's a good call. Yeah, and I think another team for uh, I mean, depending on what his price is, I feel like your team would be a good team. Sure. I mean, yeah. he plays no defense, but he's a guy that can he's a guy that can shoot it a little bit. And another trade I really liked that I was just looking over if if Minnesota was willing to part ways. Um. And I'm looking at your rookie. What's his face, Thomas? Oh yeah. If Minnesota was willing to part ways with um, with their backup big man, I mean, is that is that too little to ask for Nas yeah, Reed? I, yeah. Nas uh, Reed for th- Thomas or whatever his last name is. Yeah, Cam Thomas. I the Nets will move him if the deal is right. He's a lot like what Levert was Mo when Levert came into the league. Yeah, Mo Bamba would be one I think that they would do. I mean, I, I, I truthfully believe, though, out of all three rookies that have gotten extended minutes, obviously Cam is a bona fide scorer. He's working on his defense. He's a rookie. We know what that is. But Kessler Edwards, the the second rounder out of Pepperdine, has actually been the most well-rounded. I mean, he's a legit 3 and D guy in the league already. He needs to up his three-point percentage, but he can knock him down when he's open, especially from – from the uh, from the corner, and he's locking down stars. Like he had Steph in that Saturday night game, and he kept Steph pretty much at bay the whole game. Yeah, yeah he's no, had Le- he's had LeBron. He's been really good, and I think teams look at that raw skill set and say, "Man, I'd love to harness him." Cam is a lot what Levert was, but he just doesn't have the op- the opportunity to have the ball in his hands at a high usage rate like uh, Levert was on those bad Nets teams when he came up. Um. I think he's available in trade talks. I don't think they'll just move him to move him. I think Nas Reed would not be enough. Claxton's an interesting name, though, to look for. Mm. 
All right, moving on to the OKC Thunder. I, I By the way, just to wrap it up with New Orleans, I think the only two untouchable guys for them are um, obviously Zion and Ingram because I don't think they have to find a way want. to make that work, right? Yeah, that or they have to get proper value for Ingram because like you alluded to, um, Griffin has not won any trades in a long time. So I think he's he's going to clench his two pearls out there. Um <laughs> No pun intended. Um, well for, done for uh, for an actual real trade. Um, moving on to the OKC Thunder, I'm not going to go up and down their roster. I'm just going to say, outside of Shea and Shea goes Alexander Giddy, and I guess that's it. Um, I, I think those are probably their only two players. Everybody else is for sale at the price. Yeah, I think they like Dort. Dort. Yeah, I know. I know they like Dort, but, I mean, at the right price. Yeah, I was just going to say, he, you don't put him in that giddy SGA category, but he is somebody that I don't think they want to just let go. No, they're they have station. to get a real trade. But I think, I think Derek Favors is gone. See you later. Mm-hmm. They should Muscala. really figure out a way to trade Pukashevsky, um, but uh, because he's been – poop for them but i think that has to do with their development Mescala as well yeah i think those are two guys that can actually fetch something me too maybe not a lot but enough and i think i kept using the term they're a way station you have a big contract you want to dump oklahoma city is the team that's that's going to be taking your call they they're they're open for business 24 7 they're they're right there for you if you need it um we got to talk. Uh, we we talked a good amount of Portland. I don't think we need to do that again. Let's Fire talk sale. about the best Dame's team. Dame's gone. Dame's not gone at the deadline, is he? No, no. I'm just saying. Uh, you heard it here first. Dame is gone. Yes, I think I would agree with you on that. Um, I guess real fast. Does are Nurkic and McCollum both gone by the end of the day Thursday? I think so. Yeah, I don't know where, but I think they're both gone. If you've started it already, why not just continue to go? It's just like Indiana. Uh, Phoenix, they're the best team in the NBA. Uh, what do they need? What are they going to do? Is there anything they need to do? I mean, the one thing about Phoenix, and it, it scared me last year, was when CP3 went out, They Cameron Payne had an, a, a great run, but... Uh, obviously the the fucking chariot turned into a pumpkin at some point. I think they need another backup guard that can really score. Defensively, between Johnson and Bridges and Jay Crowder, they can lock up most any of the smaller players. And obviously, defensively, with, their, with Biombo, who's having a pretty good year, and Aiton, they, they can... And JaVale McGee as well, by the way. Um, they're, they're really stout defensively in the center there. I think that they need to trade for, like like we just mentioned, a Devontae Graham, another guy that can get them a bucket if Chris Paul goes down for an extended period of time and that can also run the offense. Um, so I'm looking at a Jalen Smith and a Bismack Biombo as guys that they could try and give up for a Devontae Graham or, or somebody like that. I keep mentioning his name, but how about Schroeder? Schroeder as well. I put them in the same exact category. Um, I, I, they might be the same guy. I, I don't know. Um, 
but I think a Jalen Smith or a Biombo might be able to go out and get you one of those two guys. I agree with you. They're going to find a way to upgrade that backup point guard position. They they can't let what happened last year in the finals happen again. The rest no. of the team is so loaded and, and so they also key. Have, they also have another trade asset where they can really go out and get a guy in a Dario Saric, who seems to – I don't want to say yeah. he's going out of favor, but he hasn't really well, played he's out. as much. He's, he's, he's out for the year yeah, with I the know. ACL. So, yeah. I know he's out for the year, so um, that's another guy where, I mean, he – he was held in high regard, so he's he's another guy where if you can package that, maybe you could get even a, a higher-tier player. Well, they've got Shamit, who's on the shelf right now, but has played well for them. He, he gives them that that shooter off the bench that they didn't necessarily have you know, last year. You know, uh, should I call this trade into the office now? What is it? Uh, you pay, Take your pick. They'll probably take Jalen Smith or Bismack Biombo. Dario Saric for Lou Dort. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, thank you. For both sides. Ex- absolutely. Saric, you get – I mean, I would. I think they would obviously take the younger player in Smith, who I don't I, – that is like one of the biggest uh, – on the court, that's like one of the dumbest things I've seen in the longest time in the NBA – um, and then they'll have Saric, another guy who they could probably develop and maybe flip again in, in OKC after a year Saric or two. Has, Saric has had some moments in the league with Philly, too, and, and obviously with Phoenix. Um, that would be a great move for both sides. Um, I think the urgency has turned up a notch with, with Phoenix, just looking at their real only competition, as far as I'm concerned, is Golden State. Yes, and... and with Golden State, and you've seen it with Chris Paul. Actually, I take that back. I think I You're think right. it's fair to put Memphis in that category. <laughs> I agree, but here's the thing: with both of those, Chris Paul is going to have to work his ass off. So you want another guy that can be a defensive stopper, as well as somebody that can just relieve some minutes from CP3 as a ball handler. Agreed, a hundred percent. And I, I think mean, Lou the Dort, although Lou Dort obviously isn't the primary ball handler, he can do it as well as he can play off ball with Chris Paul or with, with um, what's his face, Cameron Payne, letting him run the point and knock down threes uh, as well as play just stout defense. Call it in, man. Call it the fuck in. Yeah, I try. All right, moving on to the next team because uh, Phoenix, they just need that one player, and I, I think – they they're really seeing the finish line here and i already by the way about two weeks ago put in a, a an okay sized bet for phoenix to win it all good shit i'm i'm rooting for chris paul um moving on to the next one sacramento um for me it's just try and try and move on from fox and get what you can for him and try and just get anything for marvin bagley and obviously trade Harrison Barnes. I think they are just blow up the whole fucking team. I think even Hal Burton should be on the table, but he's the one that you – he's on the table, but you, you never move him. <laughs> the rest of the team needs to be dealt. I mean, I mean this, stop team pretending. Has, this team hasn't made the playoffs since, like, Mike Bibby was their point guard. I think 2006. Yeah, I mean, it's it's – and they're not going to make it again this year. They're 13th, so – Major changes have to be made. 
Body and healed. Anybody, anybody really is for sale. Barnes, healed, Fox, Bagley. I mean, every all of those guys can get you something. Just fucking clean slate, start over. Do what Indiana and, and Portland are starting to do. Tom there is no well. reason. Yeah, yep. I think he's a buyout guy. Yeah. But just just stop pretending like you're going to be smart and find the right deal. Honestly, they've got, I, they've got some summer. players on here that I feel like can fetch something. Rashawn Davian Holmes. Davian Mitchell, too, is boy, a really nice player. Rashawn yep. Holmes. Yeah, but I think Davian Mitchell they're going to hold on to. No, I agree with you. I, but yeah, um, Rashawn Holmes sure. is another guy who you would love on the Nets right now. Oh, I would, I would absolutely. Mo Harkless be ecstatic. Yeah, Harkless is a good role player, another three and D wing. How are they this bad with this collection of players? I just don't get it. Because that's what all it is. It's not a team. It's just a collection of players. But you'd think even in the NBA, I mean, you you could find enough wins with just some good players. Yeah, no, no, they're just terribly put together. It is, what a fucking joke. Um, San Antonio, I mentioned Jakob Pertl before. He's a really good player, and he could get you a decent amount, but I don't know how urgent that uh, Greg Popovich is to move off of him. Other than that, I mean, Thad Young is going to get bought out. I, I Nobody's going to trade for him, right? No, but he's going to be a nice piece on a playoff team. He always is. Maybe he'll go back to Chicago. Chicago, Brooklyn. He was, <laughs> hey, he was on the Nets you, for a short stint name, there. For yeah, a but bit. I mean, you don't even have to say Brooklyn. If the guy is a buyout guy, he's a good fit for the Nets right now because you guys are so decimated. Miami. Yeah, another another team. I could see that as well. Other than that, not much else there in San Antonio. I mean, that's I think the best thing that they have going for them is is Dejounte Murray. Also. He's an all-star now, man. Uh, he's He's been awesome this year. And the last team, after this marathon rundown we've done, Tom, I appreciate your commitment. You're, you're a CEO for a reason. The Utah Jazz. I'm having fun, man. Um, I, what, what the hell is up with this Utah Jazz team? I mean, now uh, Gobert and, and Mitchell are mad at each other again. Um, I remember a couple of years ago when apparently Gobert gave uh, – Mitchell COVID or something because he was fucking around. Little did we know that COVID was going to take over the entire world. I feel like COVID in the United States, at least for me personally, really like hit home when Gobert got it and spread it. Well, that was kind of that that, was like the groundbreaking. I remember well. Yeah, because he had joked about it and like coughed over the microphones and was a complete ass. And then got it, and he shut the leak down. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't nice really him. Somebody, if somebody else would have done it. It just sucks that he's, For sure. the, he's the one. Well, you can't do it. If, I mean, if he was, like, oh, like really careful, it was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But when you're literally being that much of a clown about it, it's like, you know what? Yeah, I think you deserve a abundant amount of shit <laughs> that he got his way. Um. I mean, what do you see for this team? What do they need? They need they need a shooter, especially yeah. with, with that doesn't. They need a, literally like a Joe Harris type player, um, someone someone along those lines. Maybe they make a trade with the Heat uh, for for a Duncan Robinson. I don't know what they'd have to give up because Ingles' injury was apparently pretty bad, right? Out for the year. Out for the year. Maybe they could use his contract in part of a deal. Um, 
But I, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, what, who are they going to be able to trade anything for outside of their, I guess maybe Daniel House could fetch you something, but uh, probably not. He just barely signed to the team. Who on this team is going to get you anything except for your core guys? Dude, I don't know. And I've and, been and struggling is, to think about it. I know they're a great regular season team. Is I don't think I think the off season is the time to say, All right, Donovan's our guy, it's time to time to blow the rest up. It's not now. No, it can't be now. It can't be now. Um, but you're reading the tea leaves and it doesn't look good. Uh, and outside of Stockton and Malone, I know Malone had his last little run, not run, but his last stint was with the Lakers. But he was, him and Stockton stayed in Utah forever. It's not usually a place that superstars stay. And as valuable as Gobert is on the defensive end of the ball, if, if Mitchell says, I want him out if I'm going to stay, you pack him up and move him yesterday. So... I don't know what they're going to do this summer, but that doesn't fix it right now. I don't really know what this team can do. I, I, I'm looking up and down. I, I, I can't find anybody with real value that's going to fetch you something that you need. I agree with you. A Joe ben Harris Simmons, type would be huge. Ben Simmons, ben Simmons. Seth Curry, and um, the other guy, um, Tyrese Maxey for Donovan Mitchell. Call it in. <laughs> Another one. Wow, we're really done. getting deals done here. Listen, somebody has to. Um, this was fun, man. It's going to be an active deadline, I think. Uh, I don't know how many huge names are going to happen before we'll we see. get off it of here. It could be one of those years. I want to ask you, just go into your head. Does Harden for Simmons happen? No, I don't think so. What I'd did be, the Knicks do? I'd be very surprised. Um I think the Knicks trade off some – I think for the locals it's going to be a very ho-hum um, trade deadline. I think if the Nets make a move, it's going to be you know for a bench player until the buyout market comes. And then for the Knicks, it's it's maybe you deal Mitchell and, and a few other small pieces and that's it. All right. That should be fun. Yeah, man. You got anything else good going on? Super Bowl week, man. I gotta, we gotta figure out. You know, apparently Will's got some prop bets that he that he dominates. Well, I, I wouldn't say Will dominates prop bets. He's just a he's he's a veteran gambler, and I'm sure he's got <laughs> a fucking list of bets that he's either already got in or that he's got going in. So, I'm excited to have Will on the pod to further uh, further either educate or just make us make us poor. Um, with his prop bets. And then we got Frenchie coming on, possibly on the same pod as well, um, to talk about some off-season stuff, as long as he's able to do it. I know he's busy with his uh, you know, college professor bullshit. Um, <laughs> Will's always available, which I absolutely love about him. Um, so Will will be on, giving us everything you need to know, from coin flips to Gatorade colors and everything in between. Um and then we'll have Frenchie on to talk about, you know, how corrupt the NFL is. And all the coaching hires, and it's bad. It's But he'll, he'll shed a light on it like only Frenchie does. It sounds fan-fucking-tastic, Tom. We got two guests that everybody wants to hear. Absolutely, and I'm glad we got back to, you know, the NBA is one of my favorite sports. I'm glad we got back in after it, and, and we'll be doing a lot more after this. Um, because all we have really is the NBA and golf after after Sunday. 
well, and think college about basketball, it. of course. Yeah, well, think about it, right? I mean, next next week, Monday, we'll we'll talk about the Super Bowl. We'll we'll recap the game down to a fine powder, and then we've got reaction to what happened at the trade deadline on Thursday. It'll be a few days later, but we'll get to have maybe some new faces in new places actually play a game or two. Um, and then before you know it, it's all-star weekend and we can do like a full first half recap of these teams. And the NBA will keep us busy until March madness for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you've been watching a little bit more golf. You've been able to get into it. You know, they were a pebble this weekend. I watched just a tiny bit of it. It was, uh, it looked fucking gorgeous there. Like it always does. It's a treasure. Yeah, it really is. And then, um, they were playing out in Dubai as well. And uh... oh, I have a question for you. Okay. This Saudi um, club or league, I should say, what is the merit to this? They're signing guys. They offered Brooks, I think, a shit ton no, of money. Bryce and is... $135 million. Okay, so what is the story behind this whole thing? Is it, is it trying to challenge the PGA? I think it is. I don't know how much. I mean, here's the thing. The PGA is very against all these other leagues. Like, they they essentially were like, if if you sign on to this league or whatever, you're out. You can't come back to the PGA. You can't participate in – I don't think – like, I don't know if – because most of the majors except for the PGA Championship are not associated with the PGA. Um, I don't know what kind of, like, deals they have, but they basically are like, you're out. Um, wow. But essentially it's just, yeah, it's a bunch of fucking – I don't know where the money's coming from. Um, I'm not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're trying to create a golf league. Um, they'll probably play it on different days of the week, but I think it's only going to be hypothetically, cause we don't know if this is going to come to fruition. It's only going to be like 35 guys and it's going to be only the best players in the world is what they want. That's what they want. And, and the money is going to be, well, the reason why it would be enticing to a player like Bryson or Brooks or whatever is because obviously these guys for the PGA, because the PGA is quote-unquote a non-profit, they're all individual contractors. They don't have any guaranteed money. All the money, aside from their sponsorships, all the money that they win on tour is, is one. Where, right. you know, if they sign a deal with this PGL, uh, which is, I believe, what it's called, um, they'll, like... Again, Bryson could sign a contract for $135 million like fucking, you know, somebody in the MLB or the NBA signs. Uh, would, would, would there be regular winnings Absolutely. for and each purses, tournament afterwards? And the purses would be probably tenfold of because the tournament is so concentrated or whatever. It would be, you know, like uh, the Masters purse is between 9 and $12 million, I believe. Like, a, a regular tournament for them would be that much money. That's fucking nuts. We'll see. We'll see who signs yeah. on. I mean, it's 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 been talked about for a few years, but it's still in its origins. We don't even know if that number offered to Bryson was 100% true. So... It's I I'll let you know when it's real. How about that? Because I'll I like it. some real people will have to start signing on. No, that sounds like a good deal to me. I was just curious because I saw it like across my timeline and I was like, huh, I don't know anything about this. And instead of be a diligent researcher, I said, I talked to Tom on the pod on Monday. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll ask him. I'll um, let you know when when you should care about it. Last thing on golf. 
your uh, your recommendation of me to fi- follow Zyre Golf on Instagram is uh, one of my favorites. So yes. when I occasionally go on, um, I always appreciate those those posts. They're uh, it's like barstool. It's like barstool for golf. Yeah. It's like very like fratty kind of shit, but it's also really cool. And like, very funny. It's funny too. Yeah. Yeah. There's some funny. Did you see, did you see? The top golf ones always get me because I never swing a driver or anything like that. I go to top golf. I actually equip myself pretty decently and I just laugh so hard at people that take it really seriously and just look awful. (laughs) Yeah. No, you don't hit big clubs there. Did you see if you followed Zaire Golf the Harold Varner the third the putt that he made to win the tournament in Saudi Arabia or in Dubai I think it was I don't think I saw that no he basically he was ninety feet out it was a giant green all right he might have putted off the green and he had to get it in there in two to force a playoff to get a birdie he had an eagle putt and he sunk the eagle putt to win the tournament from 90 Fuck feet. yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to that right after this. There you go. There you go. Any new shows? Anything good? No. And you're gonna you're gonna give me so much shit for <laughs> this, but that's fine. I'm 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 more than cool with it. So obviously we know that I do not commit to shows. I I, I think that that's pretty well established. Of mine. Um. And as I continue to tell you, I don't have a good reason other than I just lose interest. So what am I doing yesterday after, you know, just trying to unwind, get ready for the work week? I'm like, oh, man, there's so many new shows. What do I do? So I go back to Peaky Blinders. Do I do I try something else? <laughs> Maybe in the mood for a comedy. I don't know. No, I, re- I restarted Arrested Development. One of the few shows that I ever watched consecutively all the way through. Is Jason Bateman in that? Yeah. Oh, he's hilarious. So, so I'm, back to, I'm back to Arrested. There you um, go. As a way to pass some time. You so should it's watch not Ozark. a new show. I'm back into Ozark. I have heard nothing but phenomenal things. I love Ozark. Euphoria is back. I have not watched season two yet. Michaela is watching it. Um, I'm waiting. I like to wait for shows to binge them. I don't want somebody else in 2022 to tell me when I can watch my shows. Um, <laughs> and I did watch um, Man in the Arena. Yeah, that's so good. You finished it, right? I finished it. Very, very good. Um, it's I was great. Glad I saw it. And then Tom Brady's post uh, with the Mac Miller song over it, you know. That was dope. Whatever. I mean, you as a Giants fan, you don't have any animosity towards him. I'm going to miss no. him. He's the GOAT. But I've told you over and over that I was just rooting for Brady over the last five years, both with the Patriots and the Bucks, because we're never going to see anything like that again. Never. Yeah, absolutely. Any early Super Bowl estimates for you? I, I I don't know what the Rams are. Last time I checked, they were pl- they were minus four. You leaning either way? Or are we saving this for uh, we saving this for the actual pod? Well, we'll save our official picks for before the game and on our next pod. But right now, I'm leaning Cincinnati. Oh man, you're you're an SEC boy through and through. I'm not an LSU fan, but man, that connection is beyond special. We'll deep, we'll you know dive deeper into this, but right now I just have a weird feeling about this Cincy team. Man. Yeah. All right. Well, we're about two hours in, so we'll wrap it up and and talk to you guys later in the week. Looking forward to it. Everybody, be good.